0: Welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond. And today I am here with Go Go Dancer and Instagram model Dallas Stone. How are you doing today, sexy? I'm good. How are you, baby? I am good. Good. I'm
1: so glad that we can do this. Yes, girl. Yes. Works. So where are you originally from? So I'm originally from Georgia. I was born in Atlanta. Um, I lived there till I was about four to six, I want to say. And then we moved to South Carolina. And that's where I basically, like, lived my childhood um, that I can remember. And um, went to middle school there and high school. And then about two years ago, I left South Carolina and moved down here to Hollywood, Florida. Oh, work yes
0: girl. i will say atlanta is definitely pretty i would i was thinking about moving to atlanta at one point i'd love to because i lived in florida my whole life but <laughs> it now it's just too expensive in atlanta like Atlanta used
1: to be cheap like yeah yes it's um it's literally the same prices as down here now like it, it's yeah. ridiculous
0: that's why, like, I had, like, an epiphany. Like, some people, I just, when I saw people on Thanksgiving, I told them I had an epiphany where it's, like, I figured if I want to live by myself and I want it to be affordable, I'm going to have to move to Detroit. So, I'm like.
1: <laughs> Literally. But, yeah. girl, it's scary down there.
0: Well, I'm, i I have no problem with that. I li- This is the thing. i I lived in Orlando for four years and I lived in the hood in Orlando. So it's not like I'm not used to being in dangerous situations, but people say Detroit. I look at Detroit now, Detroit now was what what I was paying for apartments in Orlando four or five years ago.
1: Yeah. Well, definitely. I mean, hopefully it's cheaper than, what we're all experiencing right now. (laughs) Because, I mean, you can't even go to McDonald's and get something for less than 15 bucks now. You know, like, that used to be the place to go. So, I don't know what's going on, what is happening, but shit needs to be handled and fixed because I'm tired of paying all this motherfucking money for... Everything. <laughs> Friends, Yeah. Car insurance. And um, I was like, I told my best friend, I was like, we need to move to Colorado. I was like, it's beautiful there. But I just don't like the cold. And so I'm like, we'll go during the summer. And then we'll find somewhere to go during the winter. Like, we'll go back to Florida during the winter. And we'll go to Colorado, you know, during the Whoa. summer. So it'll be a little less. Expensive, but if you don't want, even know about that,
0: if you want something like a little less expensive, I mean, granted, it probably gets a little cold there, but it gets hot. It gets hot during the summer. Would be like Austin, because Austin, mm. Austin is like one of my cities. It's I say like Detroit, Austin, and then like Atlanta would be my third choice. But
1: girl, so tea about Austin is I have an old um, friend who lives there (laughs) and girl tried to convince me to come there all the time. Like was like, Oh, please come stay. Like you still haven't come and visited me. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like I don't want to go to visit him. Like right. Dallas love Dallas. That was phenomenal. Love Dallas, Texas. It was great. But Austin, I'm like, it's like the top gay city in like the U S so, seems a little bit um like Wilton Manners on steroids.
0: <laughs> oh, you're not a huge fan of Wilton Manners?
1: <laughs> so I was whenever I first got here. You know, like yeah. of course stepping into the game, like you know, I danced my heart out. I had fun, met a great group of people, but you. I mean, you learn about the dark secrets of dancing and it becomes um, your lifestyle that you really, you know, it's not something that I was used to. And then I adapted to it and then just became used to it and was just like, oh, this is normal, you know people go to the bathroom a lot for a reason, you know, and like Right. Then everybody's drunk, and then you realize it's not just a certain thing that's going on, it's a whole fucking alphabet. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was like, okay, Um, when I realized what was actually going on, which wasn't till about I want to say seven, eight months into me dancing and like just got into a relationship and all of that. And literally nothing clicked because I was so oblivious. Like I was just like in awe about everything and was just like, this was a dream of mine to dance and make money half fucking naked. So that was like one of my dreams. Even my grandmother knew that. And so when I, you know, realize the dirty truths and like people's personalities and actual motives. Um, it it just switched me off a little bit to Wilton. Like of course I go out once a month now and show my face and say hey and grab a drink, but I'm not out there, you know, every weekend as I used to be, you know, it used to be Wednesday through Sunday. I was out on Wilton, you know? Right. And it just seeing the real world of it everyone's usually just partying way too hard a little too fucked up or you know
0: right <laughs> i can say that cuz like i've been to wilton recently so the thing is i'm actually not that far away from that part of south florida so right i live i live about an hour north of west palm beach so like not too far yeah so like My thing about going out there, it's just because now through this podcast, I'm starting to like know people who are dancing and it's like I come out to support you and like all that get a chance to meet new people before I interview them. But like in terms of like getting involved in that life, like I've always felt like even around this area that I'm in, I'm such an outsider. It's why I don't perform. Yeah. It's because because they all want people who lip sync and like or what they call quote unquote pretty queens. I fucking sing live <laughs> and I have a performer that can actually like pull in out some talent and like unlike the rest of them who can just do like cute little like two numbers here, I can do forty five minute sets and they can't do it. Right. You've trained yourself
1: to be able to do it.
0: Well, because a lot of it is. So, I actually started doing drag and like performing at straight bars in open mic nights, being a musician. So, like, I've very much learned the skill of most of the audience isn't on your side. You have to get them on your side. Right. You have to be amazing and you have to be different than everybody else and you yep. have to be fine with that it's yep. not an easy skill i will say that
1: no i i 100 agree and i mean it's all the prep work too you know you spend one to two maybe three hours to get ready and it's you know, still I your wish, job
0: i wish girl the, the sunglasses <laughs> help it takes me about 35 minutes at most. (laughs) Closer to 30.
1: Period. Yeah. Well, you'd be easy for a quick little, you know, costume change during the set, girl.
0: Yeah, all you gotta do is, like, change the hair. Like, change the hair. Change. I don't usually wear these glasses because these these are, like, my interview glasses. So I Mm -hmm. have my performance sunglasses that were... A pair of my mom's that she had. She passed away when I was eighteen, so it's mm-hmm. like she never lived to like see me be a performer. And it's like now I have a chance to like bring her energy with me right. every time I perform.
1: Period. So like, I live for that.
0: Yeah, and then I change. I just started recently changing these because um some, some brand reached out to me on Instagram. And they're like. Do you want to be a brand ambassador? We'll give you this giant discount, and all you have to pay for is shipping to get glasses. I'm like, of course,
1: right, but... definitely. <laughs> brand deal check. Yeah, I love exactly. It.
0: Thank you. So, what was it like for you growing up as a kid?
1: Um, so growing up, um. My mother and my father—they were split up, um, and my dad lived in Georgia. My mom lived in South Carolina, so I lived with my mom the majority of the time, and um, she personally wasn't able to take care of me because she was out doing her own thing. She was a kid raising a kid, and oh yeah. So, you know, she got into drugs and. You know partying hard and not you know being there so my grandmother you know took me in and like a lot of my cousins helped raise me and all of that but um you know i would say my childhood was a little different than most it wasn't you know an easy ride i have three other siblings Um, and I'm the oldest of all of them. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm 23. Um, both of my sisters, they have kids of their own. Um, and my little brother, he goes into high school next year. So I literally was a kid raising kids. And my little sister was with my dad's side of the family. So my grandparents raised her. And so I would only get to see her, you know, during the holidays or her birthday um, or whenever I was like out of school during the summer. And wow. that went on until I was about 18, my senior year of high school. And then she moved in with us. um, And then she lived with us until, you know, she got engaged and now she has her own place and all that. But. Um, yeah, I mean, I grew up different, you know, I was at my grandparents and then I was at my dad's and then I was at, you know, my mom's, it was never really stable, I would say, until I decided to make it stable. Um, so, you know, in middle school is when I was like, okay, I don't really like this. (laughs) Um, I don't like that I'm being drugged all over the place. And then um, when I was 14, I think I was like going into my freshman year and my dad had passed away. Um, And so then I was living with my grandmother And then I left there and my mom was like, oh, you're gonna come live with me, whatever. Lived with her after that and everything just went downhill. Like she was with this abusive guy who just constantly was, you know, putting his hands on her. And then, um, you know, I don't know what to do. You know, I'm 14, (laughs) just lost my dad. I, my math teacher was living beside us. So anytime anything would happen, I would just run to her house and her husband would come over, whatever. But eventually, you know, I was like, all right, this is like enough. And I told my grandmother, I was like, so can, you know, me and Ashton, which is my little brother, can we please come and live with you? Because this is just, you know, ridiculous. And then I was missing school a lot because we lived, Way out of where my school was, just so we could live with her boyfriend, and it just, ugh, it was just not fun. <laughs> so, um, then my freshman year of high school, I was in a small town, which was the same town that I, you know, was in constantly, um, and I was dating this girl. I had dated her for a year and a half because I didn't know what my sexuality like really was. Yeah, and remind yeah. me, this is all happening, you know <laughs> at 14, 15. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really know, you know, and I didn't want to hurt her, and I had already been dating her for like so long. So you know, whatever. but we tried out for the cheerleading team together. And this is where our relationship went downhill, bitch. She literally didn't make it. I did. She didn't make it. And she was like, well, I guess I'll be a football player and my boyfriend will be a cheerleader. I'm like, okay. Like, be mad. Her sister tried out. She didn't make it. Her other sister tried out. She didn't make it. Her best friend tried out. She didn't make it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. Like... I put in the work. (laughs) So um, after that, things just went downhill. I was like, all right, well, um, I like boys. (laughs) Love you. Bye. (laughs) So in the end, she did get hurt.
0: Yeah, that is in terms of you coming out overall. So you probably had an easy coming out, right? That uh, sounds yeah. like,
1: yeah. My whole family—they all knew. You know, it was just me, and then my grandmother was like, "You know, we know you're different, and you know, we accept it. We love that. Um, but you're gonna have to choose, basically, if you like boys or if you like girls, because being bisexual—it's a very depressing life." You know, because if you can't decide what sexuality that you want to spend your life with, how is it that you're going to be able to make a decision on anything right? that's actually going to be valid? And not saying being bisexual is bad, but it's just when she implanted that in my head at a young age, it does make a lot of sense, you know, growing up being bisexual and seeing bisexual people um, at that time being bisexual i'm not bisexual now i'm gay (laughs) but being bisexual you know at that time and growing up and seeing that i realized you know most people who do like both genders don't know what the fuck they want to do in their lives and they do have very hard lives you know it's not as um simple you know, as having a straight or gay life, because, right. again, you can't make a decision. <laughs> so, you know, I did decide years later I was going to be, you know, I am gay. Um, I do find women attractive, but it, not sexually, you know. Right. I, I think women, you know, look beautiful. I am a fucking feminist to the T, love women love titties but don't <laughs> fuck women don't want a relationship with a woman
0: <laughs> see so. i will say this when i came out i came out as bisexual only because okay so i had kind of a religious upbringing so like that was the safe option <laughs> so i will say in terms of coming out with my family, I didn't really have a problem. So when I came out, I came out four months after my mom died. So I only had to come out to my dad. And then I have an older sister. Right. Who, but again, it was easy. Who I shouldn't have come out to was I came out to a youth minister at the church. mm and I told him about this performance idea I had with like a knife and how I'd practice stabbing myself because I'm dramatic, obviously. <laughs> and he left the room. He came back in about 10 minutes later. He said, you have one of two options. Either you're coming with me or I'm calling the cops. And Weird. my yeah, my dumb, naive ass thought, that going with him was going to be a smart idea. (laughs) It wasn't. Right. So I went with him to get a psyche eval. I passed it. They told me I passed it. He lied to all the people giving the exam to me to make it seem like I was actually suicidal and I was lying to them when I was giving them the answers. Right. And as a result, I got locked in a mental
1: institution for 64 hours. Damn, yeah and you were how old you were i was 18 18
0: i was 18 and i did the thing of it's actually why for a year after that i signed away power attorney to my dad because i signed papers without reading them thinking that they were going to help me right Which clearly they didn't
1: while also being checked in, you know, you're not really thinking, oh, you know, what's what's on this paper? What am I reading? You're thinking, oh shit, I'm actually like being checked in somewhere right now, you know. So well, it's cause, not because I
0: thought this was the thing. In terms of all the tests and stuff, they asked me questions like, Are you in drama or have you ever been in drama? It's like, yeah. <laughs> but it's like But what why I was in there for so long was because like so I was brought in on a, on a weekend and like the weekend psychiatrist tried to make me feel guilty for like having these performance ideas and like practicing them. He he met with me, he's like, playing with knives is dangerous. I'm like, I know that. <laughs> like I know what I'm doing. I'm not an idiot. But yeah it was and then after i got caught, after i got out the youth minister set me up with this counselor who was taught told to me to be a therapist who tried to pray the gay away <laughs> and we all know how well that works
1: yeah no it never does no a good try <laughs>
0: I'm like cuz this is this is the thing what they don't realize is if they get someone like me who it doesn't work on what it does is when I eventually get out on my own I just rebel even harder and make terrible decisions. Yep. <laughs> cuz I will say from the ages of 22 to about 25 26 <laughs> It is just a litany of having guys do Tina in my apartment when I had a threesome, having Uh, sex with a crackhead. Like, yeah, no, (laughs) no, just sleeping with the whole, well, I say sleeping with the whole world, because, but that, that I actually found out why I did that later on, because I had to confront something. So. How I lost my virginity is how I was raped at the age of 22. And they always say when you're like sexually assaulted or raped, you go one of two ways. You either become extremely repressed or you become extremely sexual because you don't think you're worth any more than that. And that's the way that I went. That's a more recent reflection where I'm like I'm like, oh, okay. I can step back And I realized that, like, the gay lifestyle overall is usually very hypersexual.
1: Yeah. But that's
0: not what I want.
1: (laughs) I, um... I went through a phase where I literally was just hooking up with people all the fucking time. Like, my best friends can attest. I literally was just a whore. Just because I could be, you know? Um... And then I, I don't know. I just got to this point where I guess it was also being here and seeing how the sex life is here, you know, down in Fort Lauderdale and Miami, seeing the way that the gays maneuver um, kind of just turned me off a little bit towards sex. I mean, of course we all love sex, but it yeah. really just, you know, slowed down my drive and all that because everyone is slept with everyone or slept with someone you know um and it's posted everywhere not that it's a bad thing but personally for me i don't want to have a boyfriend whose dick and ass is all over twitter and instagram you know i feel like that's a personal thing but some people make it out and you know have the best relationships and so on and so forth. But me personally, um, that's just that wasn't um a different experience because I really did enjoy, you know, having sex a lot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> different people, different experiences, you know, call up the same person whenever, but you know took a huge step back from that um and now i think i've been celibate for like 2 months maybe a little bit longer but
0: oh wow yeah i'm not there yet i have a i have a friends with benefits so like i've reduced it down to one person which mm-hmm. If I feel if you're going to be sexually active outside of a relationship, that's the safest way to do things because you keep it like contained and incubated. But it's like celibacy, I don't know. Well, I'm an interviewer, so my job's a price. So, how old were you the first time you had sex?
1: I um the first time i chose to have sex i was 17 i chose to lose my virginity at 17
0: yeah yeah see see that's the difference where it's like 17 versus like 22 it's like in some ways like i made up for lost time like i That's why when people say, say your number, I'm like, it's under three digits. I know that much.
1: (laughs) Um, I wouldn't say that anymore. (laughs) Literally. Well, let's see.
0: Okay, so I don't have that question for you, but I guess I'll ask it anyway. So, like, in terms of you, like, being a go-go dancer, Mm -hmm. there's probably, like, in the beginning... You had that allure of, like, oh, I could just sleep with guys who are, like, hooking or or who are tipping me. I could hook up with all these people. Like, it all seems fun at first. Mm. And then you probably, in some ways, the allure of it
1: probably wears off, right? So I actually went into it with a whole different mindset. I actually... um only had ever slept with two of my clients and one of them I ended up dating um and dated for like 7 or 8 months um but i i didn't even get naked like in the back rooms when i had started i thought it like i i just couldn't Personally, I have different morals than some new dancers. Um, Going into it, I did think, you know, oh, I can sleep with this person. I can sleep with that person. But I never, you know, even got naked at the, you know, club for anyone. So... I don't know. I never really had that experience of like sleeping with my clients. But the only one I slept with, I actually had a relationship with. And the other one, you know, we just, I took him home and we fooled around, you know, we had some fun, right. but, you know, never actually had sex with him. <laughs> well, I
0: mean, I kind of get that because like as a drag queen, I had that similar experience. Cause like there are plenty of people who hooked up with people. And like, the thing is when I'm telling people, it's like, listen, I am a big bitch. Like I am, I am literally six foot three. So I am yeah. not short in the slightest. So like the guys who are into me, very, very slim. And the fact that I'm a thicker bitch means they're mostly black or hispanic Mm -hmm. so have i hooked up when performing it's happened twice but like (laughs) it's not something that happened on like the regular because like i don't know again i feel like i was always more probably like you were i'm more about performing this isn't like an idea of me to like feel sexy for you and then let's go home and you can fuck me. Like That's not right. my vision. Yeah,
1: I know. My motive was always there to be, like, I was always there to make money. You know, I wasn't there to sleep with people or to get a nut. I was there to make my coin, go home, and go to sleep. Or go out with my friends, get drunk, and then go home and go to sleep.
0: <laughs> so you're you're probably also the person who's like, I heard people talking about like after parties. I've never been a person who's been much to the after party. My thing is I want to perform and go home. That's why like a lot of times I used to start super early in Orlando. I used to, cause I used to do two shows in one night at one point. So I would start at like 7 PM and I'd be home by 1230. And like, that's all I needed. I don't need to go to a after-party, whatever, be up
1: till, like, 4 or 5 in the morning. Oh, when I was dancing, hell yes. I wanted the after-parties. Club after club after club. To the party, to the party, to the next party, then to my house and keep partying. Like, when I was dancing, I was into it, girl. But, like I said, realizing the real people and like what's actually going on. That's when I took a huge step back and was like, all right, no, this isn't really what I want to do. You know, it was fun while it was happening. And that's why even in my Instagram bio, it says the dream was lived because, you know, it was, I danced, I made my coin, you know, I had a great fucking time. And so it, that shit was wild, you know, I would party so hard whenever I was dancing. Like, we would be so drunk at work. Like, when you're working, you know, working at a a bar, you're going to drink. Like, it it just, how else are you going to entertain people? Girl, I don't like entertaining people sober. That's fucking boring. Lame. You know, like, it's hard. Especially when you're in front of a whole group of people that you don't know and they're just, like, staring at you, and you have to work for your fucking coin. Girl, like, I need some liquid courage. Me and my friends, we would be so lit, so lit. Like, to the point where half the time, I shouldn't have been driving home. Like, should have been fucking whipped into shape. But, you know, we made it out that. <laughs> Let's see. I had a night. I don't drink
0: when I perform now because I had a night where I almost got a DUI because Mm -hmm. it was a night where people were just handing me drink after drink after drink. I wasn't buying shit for myself. People were like buying stuff. And then I got in my car and I drove. I was about. So my drive home was an hour home. I was about. 50 55 minutes away from home and then that's when i got pulled over by a cop
1: Mm.
0: and luckily my dad picked me up otherwise i would have gotten a dy right so like that kind of stopped me from drinking when i was performing and like now my thing is i get it if you're dancing but like i am singing yeah like It's better for my voice to have like water or tea, Mm -hmm. anyway. But if you're up there dancing, I mean, I get it. Flirting
1: with old men to get a coin, girl. At that, (laughs) for them to hand you two fucking dollars,
0: (laughs) and the way I will say this, the way most people treat go-go dancers i'm saying most people because i would never do this i've interviewed enough go-go dancers right to where i can say disgusting the way that people treat them like you're up there like dancing for them like in a thong and they're like trying to stick their finger in your ass like that to me is just like
1: it's It's gross.
0: Like I mean, my
1: whole asshole licked on stage, like in front of my boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, like whole thong pulled to the side, booty hole cheeks spread, and (laughs) (laughs) yeah, on stage.
0: And see, (laughs) listen, I get it. You're into a dancer, but my thing is like. I'm thinking about you being up there dancing. You sweaty as hell when you're. But then again, some people
1: have touched you.
0: <laughs> some people are into that, like.
1: Uh, some people.
0: Because I'll say there's. Never had that. I did have somebody. I don't know if you ever had this happen to you. I did have somebody pull out their dick in front of me one time.
1: Oh yeah. Plenty, plenty, girl. Enough where I just started like, all right, cool. Like, here, I'll grab it it for you. (laughs) And it's,
0: well, the guy did it while I was in my car. Like, I literally was, like, not even, like, I was in my car about to, like, go out to walk into the bar. And the guy just, like, rode up on a bicycle and whipped (laughs) out his dick. I'm
1: like. Most of them are fucked up on Tina, girl. If they're riding on a bike, they're usually fucked up on Tina. probably
0: again living in the hood the the club I performed at was not for, that far away from my apartment so like right probably and it's like and I literally said go away <laughs> like no I am not like cuz that's my thing as I say I will do anything with you whatever you want after I am not doing shit before I perform you're right. not fucking up. I'm not fucking up my mug to suck your dick before I go into the bar. No.
1: Literally. Like, catch me after.
0: If I'm in the mood after, because sometimes, you know, this, you you on stage after, like, granted, you, when you're go-going, you're doing what, like 15, 20-minute sets? Right?
1: Um, Theoretically. Dumb sometimes yeah it just depends some some places it's seven some it's ten but you do multiple sets it's like right. four or five sets up a night
0: yeah so it's like at the end you tired my thing is i'm tired especially like if i'm doing like 45 minutes mm-hmm. i'm tired i do or even less if i'm doing 15 25 half an hour leave me alone leave me alone i want to go home i want to go get some food at wawa i want to eat And just leave me alone like
1: guys love me some wawa late at night
0: yeah i know that's why that is something so that's something that like became more of a bigger city thing so like there's some in my area now but when i moved away that was like an Orlando thing, because in Orlando, they're all over the place. <laughs> right. So when I saw them putting in... I described this area as a poor-ass poor town, like a podong town that like nobody wants to move to. It's becoming more built up. People are moving here. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I know gay people who have moved there. I said, why? There's not a single gay bar in this town. You should not live here. Like, I'm like, I'm like. a granted, they're like, I want South Florida, but I can't afford Miami. Then don't fucking move here. Like,
1: yeah, it's so expensive.
0: So you're thinking, okay. So I guess I'll ask this. So when you move somewhere else, would you consider like go going somewhere that's not? in florida or do you believe that just like all go-go scenes are the same everywhere that you go
1: um i don't know dallas had a good ass day like good ass strip club like it was amazing their polls were high as hell they had like four or five polls so um I don't know. I think um, go-go dancing outside of Florida is probably better because most places here, you have one pole in the club and not many people know how to use it. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I feel like definitely... It's, a, it's good to start out. If you want to start out go-go dancing, start out in Florida, but definitely venture out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, it, and, it, and it's also, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I do know this. Pretty much the Fort Lauderdale-Wilton Manor scene is all controlled by one person,
1: right? Um I want to know who I I personally want to know who you think Giovanni? No. It's 100%? Not... No. So, I don't I think that Wilton Manor has multiple people who um make it Wilton. Um Gio, he does have a very good reputation. No. Let me rephrase that. Gio has made his name to different um, places by giving, you know, them the opportunity to buy his boys. And, you know, he does make good profit off of that. He is good. But I think a bunch of people who have invested into different clubs there, um, yeah. Personally, I know a few, you know, I know four or five people who have invested into the same clubs as Geo, but they actually put money into it instead of entertainment. And so right. it, it's like, I feel, you know, it's a group effort. He does have a huge play in it, but that's because when he sees a fresh face, he jumps to it, you know, um, and I was. Talking to one of my friends the other week, I was out and he was like, Oh, you're you used to be one of Geo's boys. I said, No. Geo never paid me. Geo promoted me once. Um, and Gio never got me a gig. I was never a Geo's boy. I have nothing against Geo. I think, you know, Geo's made his name. He makes his money a hundred percent. Right. And my best friend, you know, is you know, cool with him. He's like actually good friends with Geo, And so my phone's on 20%. Um, but I was never, you know, one of his boys. He's, he promoted me, but I was never considered a Geo boy. Um, Welcome. I think he has a good group of people, but I don't think that one, I don't think he is one person who runs Wilton.
0: Right, see, my thing is, I know of Giovanni. I've never met him. Let's just put it this way. When he was supposed to show up here,
1: he slept through our interview. So... <laughs> Sounds like Gio. <laughs> <laughs> I I've, I, know Gio. I've hung out with him multiple times outside of the clubs. Um, he's a funny one, let me just say that me and him. I mean, he, if you want to have a good little Kiki, you know, he's good to hang around. And like I said, I have nothing against him. I personally was yeah. just never, you know, his boy. He never paid me. I mean, um, that's fair. And I think that he has a, gr- a good group of boys. Um, And once he figured, like, once he figures out exactly what to do with them, you know, he's gonna make hella more money. Um, but that man, he is something else. Me and him, we argue every time we see each other, every time over the stupidest shit. Like he'll just call me my ex's name or something. And I'll be like, no, that's incorrect. Yeah. Like, I'm Dallas. Right.
0: I will say I might get a chance because I'm going to one of his parties Saturday. So I might get a chance, you know. I don't know. We'll see. Oh,
1: you're going to the um, where's it at? Bordy or Lip
0: Hamburger Mary's.
1: Oh my God! Period. I might be there. I might show up.
0: Work. I'm going because there's a few people I know there. Like I've interviewed Phoenix, who's going to be there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've interviewed. Phoenix Lenore. Yeah, Phoenix Lenore. i love i just met phoenix a few few weeks ago in person right when he was at i think it was um the pump at the drive um that was actually that actually was kind of nice because like i also had followed velvet lenore who was hosting the show and like Uh, i love that and velvet like found out who i was and knew that i was a singer and she um She like asked me to go up on stage, and I did a little acapella bit and did like "My All" by Mariah Carey. So like, yeah, so that was great. And then I've know Tanner Vaughn, who I've also interviewed. And then who else? I know somebody else. I think I know. Well, I've seen Jay Lords perform. Yeah, I just we're talking. That interview is gonna come. Theoretically, sometime next month, we'll see.
1: Um, if you don't know that, Jay Lawrence is a phenomenal chef. He can cook. Work.
0: Amazing. So I know uh-huh. your phone's. I know your phone's kind of low, so I got to think about what questions to ask you. Yeah. I don't girl. want your phone. To tell me. So, um, what's your
1: dating life been like? So that's a funny question. So, um, can I hit the vape? <laughs> 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 so um so my dating life um I have not dated anyone in about a year I want to say um maybe a, like a year and a couple months um I was in a relationship It was fucking stupid. I hated it completely. Um, Because, like, I had... If you watch, when I first started La Boy, I had an interview with them. And I had just started that relationship. And it was, like, fresh and new. And we couldn't figure out, like, if we wanted to be an open relationship or if we wanted to be together. And it was just so, like, so many mixed emotions. Well... That yeah. ended up becoming toxic. He becoming fucking insane. I ended up buying his car and getting it out of the motherfucking, um, what is that place called? Um, a repo lot. Like, I had to get it out of there for him. He was staying at my house for months. Like, all of this bullshit. My family cut me off completely. They were like, no, like, we don't think he's good for you. Um, you know, you're fucking up your life. Blase, (laughs) blase. And everyone saw it. I didn't realize it. I was stupid and crazy in love. And, um, so I ended up like breaking things off with him and he kept on coming back in my life and then was like messaging my best friend and then, like telling him how much he was in love with me and then he was like showing up close to my house down the road from my house and um, um was like hey like come see me like and was like giving people messages for me. I'm like this is fucking weird first of all like right stop um and then it just like I eventually just stopped and it just it's been fine. So thank God. But um, yeah, like I said, I haven't um, really even been intimate with anyone in like two and a half months. Yeah. So it's been pretty lame. Been pretty boring. <laughs> um, Pretty stale over here. Like a lace chip that's been sitting out for two months. But yeah, it's uh, it's... So
0: I (laughs) I will say this, like I have been in three relationships. Two of them only lasted a month. One lasted a year. So the one that lasted a year was with somebody who we moved in together seven months into the relationship. They moved into my apartment. And then like all of a sudden when they started moving in, we started getting more and more distant And then when they broke up with me, they didn't even break up with me in person. And they left a note with a key in the door that said all of this stuff. And then, like, towards the end, they said, I'm transitioning. (sighs) And she said, I know you won't accept me for the way that I am. Which. Again, young Mm -hmm. and dumb I would say, so I'm slightly older than you, so when I was about your age when this happened, I didn't really know much about trans people, because, like, I'm 29. When I was when I was 23, that was still, like, a whole new thing. Right. And, like, so, yeah, so that ended, and then I did the stupid thing, which is I got into a relationship immediately after. Which that one lasted a month. And it was, I will say sometimes, it was the one time I dated a white guy. And as they were breaking up with me, I found out they were racist. I'm like, awesome. Wow. Because literally, as they were breaking up with me, they said, all you ever want is that N-word dick. Yeah. They said this in the middle of my predominantly black neighborhood with my door open.
1: Girl. Guns would have to a blazing up in here.
0: Yeah, I would have been like, can somebody kill this motherfucker for me? I don't care if you like...
1: I have a mixed nephew. That would never fly. I have a mixed nephew and a mixed niece. That would not fly for me.
0: That's, that's literally like, I am the person who's like, I don't like that kind of talk because like... I'm the person who believes that interracial relationships are the way of the
1: future. So. Snaps. Snaps. Because what so is you, up with all these white kids? I'm tired of all these white kids.
0: Like... <laughs> I Yeah, white kids, I'm tired of the, like... Always the two... Granted, some people are just attracted to what they're attracted to. But every time you... 90% of the time, you see a white couple who's gay it's two white guys
1: yeah no i I want some color
0: yeah and plus as i say color and usually bisexual (laughs) i'm gonna say a controversial opinion on here i believe that (laughs) bisexual i believe that bisexual men are better at sex that's just my opinion
1: oh yeah no a hundred percent I used to sneak into this college dorm whenever I was in college. This dude, he he cheered on the football. I meant not cheered. He played on the football team. And I had just like, I was cheering and whatever. And so we had met. Girl, best dick and ass I've ever had in my life. It was the only session that I actually flip fuck with somebody. Like, I've never, mm -mm, I don't really do that. I don't usually give up my, you know, moochie pie to people like that. Unless I'm in a relationship, but my dick, bitch, I give that up too much, too often. Used to <laughs> give it up too much, too often. But um, no, my little moochie pie, mm-mm, that's for relationship only. But best sex I had was with a bye guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: See the the thing is, I will top if somebody asks being a big bitch with a fat ass, usually <laughs> I only get ass to bottom, which right. I'm fine with, where it's like, well, no, I'm fine if this is this is my thing. I have one standard with all men now. It's probably why my friends with benefits does this. That's why I have sex with them the most. I have a standard where it's like point blank, period. If you're not eating my ass before you're fucking me, you're not fucking me. Period. Yeah.
1: Because Iraq he just yeah. said, My ass, he want to switch. Now I'm eating his ass. Yes. Literally. Yes. Because this is the
0: thing everyone wants to pull out these like eight, nine, 10, 11 inch, or no, I haven't had 11, but <laughs> eight, nine, 10, eight, nine, 10, inch, 10 and a half inch dicks. And they're like, Oh, I'm just going to stick it in. Yeah. Not so to You stick it in a well. hoop, oh, motherfucker.
1: Like, hello. Called warm it up,
0: play fuckers. Anyway. So, um, what are your thoughts on how the LGBT community is being treated today? Mm,
1: No comment. (laughs) (laughs) I I get that. Literally, I um, it's it's not good in Florida. It's not good. That's why. Um, well, DeSantis, like, I'm sorry. Suck a fat dick. Like, you just need to get fucked in your ass one time and then <laughs> you'll be fucking fine. Like, fuck the don't say gay rule. I'm gay as fuck. And I'm going to say gay, 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 motherfucker. Hey, like, all I want. Um, I don't know. It's just. I don't think we'll ever be treated um, completely fair But it's as fair as it's going to get. You know, like, we got our marriage. We, I mean, there's not much more we should be fighting for anyways, in my personal opinion. There's not much more we need to be fighting for. Like, we're able to go out and have our events. We're able to have our bars. We're even able to have our whole fucking street of, you know, gayness. So I feel like we're as free as we're going to get. And everyone should stop trying to fight for this, that, and fourth rule. Um, because you know whatever, but secondly, I don't I'm not a politic person, not right. a, not a politician, so don't really know everything that's going on, but I think you know it should have it should just be nothing at this point, you know
0: okay <laughs> here's where I'm gonna play a devil's advocate. I Oops. don't believe that gay people have anything to fight for anymore you're right. I absolutely believe that we should be combining with trans people to fight for their rights cuz their rights they still don't have them like
1: um yes and no because now as a as you're transitioning you do not if you are a male to female transitioning Now, in this day and age, you can personally go to the fucking house, whatever, you know, what is it? Um, The courthouse. You can go to the courthouse and legally sign over as a female. If you have started hormones and you have a doctor's, you know, note or whatever stating that you are transitioning to a female, you can now be a female. So I feel like their rights are as free as they're going to get too, because they now I have a a, I know you probably do as well. Have a lot of friends, you know, starting their transition or are a year or two into their transitions, getting their titties, you know, getting their faces, their feminine face lifts or face surgeries and insurance is paying for that or a part of that. Yeah. Personally, I think the trans community um are fighting for rights that they're trying to um I don't even know how to how to even say it. I think their I think that their rights are as good as they're going to get as well. You know, there's not if they keep fighting it's going to cause more um, hurt for them then it is beneficial like it's going to be less beneficial than it will be if they would just be okay and maintain with you know I can go to the courthouse and change my sex I can yeah. go to the courthouse and I can change my name and I can go to the doctor and get a pussy or get a dick and a pair of titties or get my titties chopped off and have my insurance cover a piece of it Okay. To me personally, seeing a lot of my friends go through the transition, and seeing some of them do their complete transition and have been transitioning for the past ten years, personally, I think it. Literally, they literally. Um, it's it's more of the society giving them their rights and right get, letting them be more free and be themselves than it is the government and political wise. It's more of society and our community accepting more trans people for, you know, their sex as a man or a woman.
0: Uh, well, I mean, okay. I can see that. I can definitely see in terms of the trans people getting their plastic surgery, you do you, Mm -hmm. love you. Just know when to stop because I've seen some people who have been done filled, filled,
1: filled and it's too much. Girl, you're telling me. I think three BBLs is enough. There is
0: someone, I'm not going to say who, it's a trans drag queen around here who like, somebody pointed out to me she's like, she oh my has, god,
1: you don't she's, listen she said, to me. I know who you're talking about. We don't
0: even keep going she's they're like she has square tits i'm like oh my
1: god yes i shot a couple scenes with her so i know who you're talking about you you know okay so you know what
0: area i'm in then right um sort of kind of sort of yeah okay (laughs) yeah she's and her and her face is done filled, filled, filled. And I'm like I'm like, at some point the plastic surgeon should have been like, no, you've done too much. Is she
1: bald? Is she bald? No. No.
0: Okay. <gasps> no, but yeah. And like, yeah, her face is done filled, filled again, like square tits. I'm like, I didn't notice it. And, and, by the way, I have no problem saying that she's someone who's fake to me. Like all of a sudden she'll she'll say hi to me and all this stuff, but I know that she talks shit about me behind my back. Right. Cause I heard it from her former drag daughter, who's my drag sister, who's damn divulging this information to me. I'm like, Go ahead, bitch. That do be the tea. That's why you've been one of the only drag queens I've had on here from this area, because I can actually fucking trust you. Period, sister. Anyway, so to my final question, what's the biggest misconception about you?
1: Um, that I'm a whore. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. yeah, no, literally, I I feel like, um, coming from a dancer, coming from being a dancer to stepping out of that um whole area, in a, in a hole, um, you do fall into hanging around, you know, different people and, um, falling into what they do or how, you know, their life is, um, and it could be, you know, they're just sexual beings. Um, but I don't know. I just, my whole relationship You know, I, my past relationship, I was dancing um, for, you know, six months of that and, you know, constantly being, I was like, oh, you know, I haven't slept with any of my clients, but before I got into a relationship, you know, Um, I, you know, I haven't whipped my dick out or sucked any cock for some coin at this place, you know, and, you know. I was just, everyone was like, oh, like, you're a whore. And when I would get in fights, you're a whore. My boyfriend, you're a whore. I'm just like, bitch, how? Like, I don't even sleep with anyone, you know? Like, and when I do, I don't, nobody knows that but my besties. Like, I'm not out here like telling people, oh, I'm sleeping with this person, I'm sleeping with that person, you know? Like 100% just sleeping with who I want to sleep with. (laughs) Yeah. When I want to sleep with them.
0: And I will say this one's easy for me. I mean, first of all, I get that. I feel like most people just think dancers, most dancers, they feel like are horrors just because of the line of work. Right. And it's just like as a drag queen, I will say this. Some people think I'm shady. I am not shady. But if I got an opinion about you, I'm gonna tell you my opinion. And will. Yeah. It's like listen, I at one point thought about going out to LA. There's a reason I can't go out to LA because I've shit talked to a go-go dancer out there who's a rapper and like I do not want to come face to face with this person. Actually (laughs) actually, I'll take it back. If I did, I'd be like, what? Yeah. Right. I think you suck as a rapper. In my, def- in my defense yes you know how to spit where's your artistry all you're talking about is getting fucked and like dancing and twerking. like you 30 something years old you don't know how to make a song <laughs> makes sense oh yeah let me stop before i get myself in trouble <gasps> Hello. anyway with that being said it was a pleasure getting to meet you
1: it was good to talk
0: to you too sweetie thank you yes and i will say if i do see you this weekend i will just say hi
1: might show up might not you never know
0: <laughs> that's that's the thing i'm one of those people too like literally the last time i was down at wilson manor one of my my friends of benefits is like why did you tell me you were going i'm like because i made plans at the last minute <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, i
1: just no, decided right, need-
0: to get a hotel room like 100%. I'm like I'm. I'm sorry. You wanted to drive down, and <laughs> I'm like I was already running late. Like, <laughs> right? Like, hello. Yeah, that's the thing. I got a hotel room, and I I got a hotel room to theoretically show up on time, and I showed up to the show thirty minutes late.
1: Goodness, <laughs> staff <laughs> grinder, bitch.
0: <laughs> well, it wasn't that? I had to make myself less manly. I had to like shave everything because yeah i am not about there are some bitches in england who believe that you could just go out and like have hairy legs and all that stuff no i am from america (laughs) if i'm gonna have my legs and my ass out they're gonna be fucking shaved (gasps) (laughs) yeah anyway with that being said this is gay out the city i'm your host prince electro diamond and i hope you've enjoyed